The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. We're always glad to have you with us and glad to have Eric Ryder at the board. He's our producer, the man who helps us stay in our lane, as we like to say. Today, we've got an extra treat. We have the co-founder of American Road Magazine, Thomas Rep, with us. When we have a celebrity in the house, we also want Thomas in the house because he has interviewed his share and he has a unique take on just about anything concerning pop culture and its relation to this great big country of ours. Thomas, welcome. Thank you, Gary. It's always great to be here. And especially so today, Thomas and Eric, because we're going to be interviewing Marion Ross. That name evokes memories of idyllic days gone by, though she is very much alive, well, and being honored. Marion Ross, a.k.a. Mrs. Cunningham from the Happy Days sitcom, which ran from 1974 to 1984, hails from Albert Lee, Minnesota. The town is so proud of their famous TV mom that they have named a theater after her, and a street also bears her name. Now, the community has dedicated a bronze statue of their favorite citizen, unveiled just this month on July 2nd. We're going to talk to Marion Ross in just a moment, talk about the inner meaning, the zen of happy days, if that's a thing, and of course about her hometown of Albert Lee, which honors her in so many ways. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after these messages. Chart your course to visit Alliance, Nebraska, Fun, safe, family-friendly, and pet-friendly activities make Alliance one adventure you and your family don't want to miss. Come for Carhenge and stay to experience our many other free attractions, craft brews, and local dining. Yes, all of the attractions are free. Shop along our historic brick streets, too. Carhenge is a 2020 Top 10 Worldwide Award winner by TripAdvisor. Unique, Quirky and a pop culture icon, Carhenge is open year-round to visitors who love to experience something different. You won't find a to-scale replica of England's Stonehenge quite like this anywhere else in the world. Our little slice of country is your place to relax before you head to the hills or mountains with all of the small-town charm your soul needs. For more information, please go to visitalliance.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Let's say hello to Marion Ross. 
AKA Mrs. Cunningham, but known by many other roles as well. But she will be forever treasured as the TV mom on Happy Days. What an incredibly iconic show, still in our consciousness and new in the minds of newer generations all the time who discover Happy Days and make that trip back to a place where there were core values to be celebrated and imitated. Marion Ross, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, my darling. Thank you. And I have to point out that uh, Anson Williams, a.k.a. Potsy, has become a friend of American Road Magazine and the American Road Trip Talk Show. What a pleasant gentleman. And here we bring well, you, Marion Ross, to I, the... When I heard you talking about the Heimlich, Dr. Heimlich and the Heimlich Method, because that's Anson's relative. He's related to Anson Williams, right? Yes, he is. And uh, we feel like we're, we're gathering a couple of cast members here around us. We have Happy Days consciousness going on in the American Road family. I can tell you that much. Such a wonderfully popular show, iconic for good reason, Marion. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to indicate we're talking about a show after all a decade long. It's hard for a show to make two seasons, and yours ran from 1974 to 1984. Turbulent times with Happy Days calling us back to simpler times and homespun values. Is that how you experienced the show and being Mrs. C? <laughs> you know, it was a wonderful period for us. And not only did we have the show together, kept us all, because we did it in front of an audience, so we were all together all the time. And then on top of that, we had a softball team. You know that, don't you? I do. And we played so, softball all, all over the United States. I played, um, I, I'm trying to think of the name of the position I played. It was like, get over, Marion, get over there, over there, over there, stand uh, over there. Sounds like right <laughs> field to me. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I played Little League and that is definitely right field. <laughs> <laughs> but, I could, but I could hit, I could hit. And, uh, well, I could, and then the, well, I would get on and the boys would bring me in, you know. <laughs> well, what a, a great time that you had making that show. And when people think back to it, you know, today, and, and I, I definitely not going to get political during this broadcast, but I, I talk to people on both sides of the political aisle who say, you know, we miss the simplicity. We don't like the hard edge that our world presents right now, or it's the, to a lot of people in the world, it's the face of America. And somehow, as was just said to me earlier today, it all, it's almost like people assume they have permission to be rude to each other. And that's so unlike happy days. Oh, no, no, no. And I, I don't like to be rude to people. You don't like to, do you? No. No, no. No, no, no. So with, with the happy days uh, phenomenon, and it truly was that Gary Marshall really came up with, with a great one. I want to bring Thomas in here. Thomas, uh, I know now you're a bit younger than me, several years, I think. But, Not uh, that you, much. I, I Don't give me more credit than I'm due. <laughs> <laughs> well, Do you know, recall? You know, I'm 90. You know, I'm, I am 92 and like and a half, 92 and a half. So I hope there's somebody out there that's still, still alive, you know. Oh, oh, absolutely. But in, in the introduction, I wanted to say, and we can just go into this groove here because it gives us some perspective. 
the town of Albert Lee, Minnesota, which I have stayed in overnight, most pleasantly. I, I love seeing that area and that region of Minnesota. They're so proud of you that they, they named a theater after you. A street bears your name. Now they have dedicated a gorgeous bronze statue of you unveiled on, uh, unveiled on uh, July 2nd, just this month. So you're getting all yes. these honors, and this is one way you achieve immortality, you know. Well, I, I I feel tremendously honored, tremendously. I would I wish I could live there. You know, you think I could take on winters and again again? I don't know. Well, that that's a question, you know. And and Thomas, I've been to Albert Lee, Minnesota, and one of the things that I have noticed there, and I traveled through it before, but then we stayed overnight, and I saw that Southern Minnesota, because it is. Well, south, I mean, you can get there maybe in a couple of hours if you're headed to the Twin Cities. But when you're in that region yeah. of Minnesota, it is unlike the Twin Cities in terms of population, of course, but also culture and mentality, because I would think that the folks in Albert Lee, even if they're not right on the banks of the Mississippi River, are in a region that evokes that kind of slower and a bit more southern mentality. Well, it's well really... I, don't know. I don't know how southern they are, but... You know, it's it's wonderful fields of of corn growing there, and and wonderful animals and farms and silos and wonderful people. Scandinavian. I'm not Scandinavian, but they accepted me very well, and I I, I went there through through the tenth grade. Well, I haven't seen the statue in person yet. But I'm hoping to the next time I actually get out on the road. And I had a question, Marion. When they, when the sculptor, I think the sculptor's name is Chad Fisher. Now, when he, that's uh, right, right. Chad, yeah, Chad Fisher is the, was the sculptor, right? Right. Now, how did he, how did he fashion this sculpture? Did did um, he work from from photos of you, or did he try to capture your image as you appeared on Happy Days? Because there's a lot of, well, of Mrs. C in that statue that I see. Yes. No. I, I, did Gwen? Did, did Chad Fisher come and meet me here in the house? I'm trying to think if he ever met me in person. And so after he made the statue. Yeah, so he made it without me. Yeah, he we sent him a lot of pictures, and he did it. But he really captured. I think he caught me very well. You know. Oh, he I did. do too. You know what's interesting is if you look at his body of work, he does a lot of like sports figures. I was looking at his exactly. portfolio. Yeah, yeah. His I was sports looking at his figures. portfolio. Yeah, and army guys, things like that. Yeah. Right. He, so, yeah. Charles Barkley and Will Chamberlain and, and Marion Ross. And I actually thought that was so interesting because, I mean, it's it captures. Um, I just think it's a phenomenal piece of work. And um, oh, it I actually do. It, it got me interested. I was looking and um, I think that you're only the second or third um, actor actor from Happy Days who actually has had a statue made of them. Um, there was one done of Henry Winkler and uh, installed in Wisconsin in 2008. And I, I looked this up. Um, there's actually a couple of Ron Howard, but they're not Ron Howard as he appeared in, in Happy Days. They're Ron Howard. There's two of them as he appeared in the Andy Griffith show. And they're both in North Carolina. Oh, I love that. I love that. Right. 
Well, my my, I feel tremendously honored to be a piece of Americana history. Yeah. When we talk about the Happy Days legacy, and that's really a, a big category, the Happy Days legacy, such a successful show, to what do you attribute it? Gary Marshall, a genius, Henry Winkler, breakout role for him, but you had a wonderful ensemble, of course, including yourself, Marion. What was the chemistry like, and how did all that come together? Well, it was interesting in that... Um Tom Bosley, who played the father, and he was from the Chicago area, and he was a pretty crabby guy. So we had to be, and we had to tiptoe around Tom to keep him going, you know. But but Gary, Gary had the Gary Marshall had the bright idea if he could put all of us into a softball team, that would be the reason we would stick together. And that worked beautifully. We traveled all over the United States. We met thousands of people that way. You know that? That's a great road trip, a great concept for getting out there and also being part of a sort of mobile Hollywood crew. I don't know how far afield you went, but you were playing other teams of celebrities. This was this was part of a TV culture, correct? Absolutely. That, right. Because it was easy for us to meet people and we were all, Gary Marshall would say, get out there, get out there and meet the people, meet the people. So we've met thousands and thousands of people, personally. That's the way to do it. Let me ask you this, Marion. What was your on-set relationship like with Henry Winkler, who I very clearly recall had this breakout role, and then he became a dominant force in American television for quite a time. Isn't that, isn't it remarkable what Henry accomplished? Yes, he came into our show and walked off with that show under his arm and took all of us with him, you know, and now he's famous all the time and in Europe also, I'm sure. And in, in the Orient, too. And he's just a wonderful guy. He's been a great, great friend to me, you know. And Thomas, what was your exposure as a young man? Do you remember the first time you actually saw the show? I don't remember the exact first time I saw it, but I can tell you that it was a bit of a ritual around our home. It was on Tuesday nights, ABC, 8 o'clock, um, I, I'm actually going to reveal my age now. I was about 12 um, when I remember it starting. And it was just something that, you know, the whole family would stop for. There were very few well, shows. And then, and then when you would go to school the next morning, you would talk about it, wouldn't you? With the rest we of would. Your and, and in about the second or third season, we would all show up at, at school in Henry Winkler T-shirts, too. Because oh, there really? are all kinds. Yeah, there's a lot of Fonzie merchandise in those days. And you'd walk around your classroom and you'd go, you know, you'd give the thumbs up. And you'd go, hey, I mean, everybody thought the Fonzie was cool. <laughs> I mean, it was the thing back in the day. I know. It was, it's quite a phenomenon. But, and, and the fact that he's kept, he's kept in touch with his fans so much. He's very, very good at, at um, keeping in touch with people. Henry Winkler is. But he's a mensch. That's why you get that vibe from him, definitely. Marion, I have to ask you about something that appeared in the pages of American Road magazine. 
there is some mystery to it. I think you might have the answer. There are people, <laughs> many people who, who saw Fonz, the Fonz, on his motorcycle. He's got the black leather jacket, that whole image, all that cool. But there yeah. are people, and it was reported in the magazine, that he wasn't all that comfortable actually riding the motorcycle. Oh, I don't know. Shall we keep this a secret between you and me? That that he he was not he did not feel safe on the motorcycle. So uh, and the production company didn't want him to do anything on that motorcycle in case if if something happened to him. There was he's the most important one in the whole cast and. Ron Howard can't ride a motorcycle, as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I find interesting is around the time that Happy Days was so big, 1977, Ron Howard made his directorial debut, and he did it in a film called Grand Theft Auto. And that, that film is actually advertised as a love story with cars and a comedy with car crashes. And now, Marion, you actually were in that film um, with oh, him. I certainly did. I certainly did, yes. Do you remember I anything about that experience? How did you get involved in that with him? Well, I'm a very good friend of Ron's, and so he asked me to be in it. I said, sure, sure, you know. <laughs> There's a there's a scene in it with you driving. You they put you in a little Volkswagen, a, a, a bright cherry red Volkswagen Beetle, in that movie. And if you watch that movie, I was just taking a look at it before we started today. And um, there there you are uh, running around in that little uh, Beetle, and you actually crash into a tree at one point. Um, and it's like oh my gosh, uh, but it's it's a fun little I, film. I, I tell it's you, a, I tell you, it's a difficult thing to be an actress. Because you have to be able to do a lot of different things. (laughs) (laughs) One of the funny things that I heard you say on another show, and I want to make sure that we get the details for our listeners on Trip Talk. You had a a sense of humor on the set of Happy Days, Marion, that kept things loose. And you talked about tiptoeing around Mr. Bosley, which I understand. But you also surprised people by grabbing Henry Winkler in rather an amorous or suggestive pose and just kind of hamming it up and everybody laughed. Tell that story, would you? Well, I, I don't know. You, know. you know how actors are. We're always hugging each other. You know, uh, we're just such, such show-offs. So when <laughs> the, the Fonz and I became very, very close, honestly. The fact that I'm so much older than he, that I'm old enough to be his mother, you know, so it's kind of scary. (laughs) I I think that it's a great blessing when a set is peaceful, when it's happy, when people can joke. For the benefit of the non-thespian community, Marion Ross, would you tell us, just in general, you don't have to name names, we're not trying to be scandalous here on Trip Talk, but from your experience on so many sets, it, what is the secret to maintaining harmony when you hear these legendary horror stories of, of directors and actors and actors and actors and actresses and actors, etc., who are not able to get along on a set and it can threaten to spoil what otherwise could be a great project? Yeah. Well, 
I'm uh, I'm Irish. You so the Irish. We're very adaptable, and and I I I, I can see what it needs to, what I need to do to get along with everybody. And that's kind of the way I was. I'm like a middle, I don't know about you, but I was a middle child. So I had to sit in and adjust all my life, ever since I was a little kid, to make everything work. And I would I would get a good eye out to see what it would take for me to get what I want, what I want out of this. So that was it. And when you grew up, Marion, was it a, was it like the stereotypical family dynamic where the oldest child was the responsible one, whether they wanted to take on the responsibility or not, the, the middle child, the wild child, the one fighting for attention and all the goodies, and then the youngest being babied a lot of the time? Was that how it went in your family? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Because my, my brother, who was younger than me, was a crippled boy. Oh. Now I'm the and I'm the middle, and I'm the strong, strong and healthy. And nobody paid too much attention to what I was doing. My my older sister was very fussy and very particular, you know. And and so being in the middle is the middle is a good position to be in, you know. Well, uh, I wouldn't know from personal experience that uh, we two of us separated by eight years and I was the first born. So I had a whole other thing going on. But I've heard all these stories about how families go. And maybe that translates to sets, both in, uh, movie sets and on TV as well. But do you feel ultimately, Marion, that you carry with you and my guess is you do, but you're the judge there that you carry those values that are more or less in your DNA being from Albert Lee, Minnesota, as opposed to growing up like many do who go into the industry in the Hollywood area. Oh, no, I was, I was brought up very much in the Midwest. Everything was uh, not, not Hollywood, not glamorous at all. Not, not. In fact, my, uh, uh, um, my bedroom was in the basement near the near the pump where my mother would pump water for the wash, you know, and there was a great uh, wall full of canned goods that she had canned. So, the, I, I mean, I lived in the basement, and it was literally a basement. <laughs> well, that would be a challenge unto itself, definitely. Uh, Thomas, I did want to uh, ask you about, uh, now you're in Detroit, and uh, Marion is from Albert Lee, Minnesota. I've seen that region of the country, been to uh, through Detroit, actually, myself. There, when you look at the Midwest and you look at what goes on on the coast today, the wildfires in California, Oregon, Washington, yeah. up to B.C., all of that, is there a future in terms of demographic change and maybe a population push at all? Any sort of change that goes on in the Midwest in that area where we're familiar with it as the happy days territory. Oh, well, well I, you know what it is. I, I think the the weather, the weather in that that we would get in Minnesota, we would get the heavy winters, and we would walk across the the ice on the lake to go to school, and and uh, then spend the summer in the water, swimming, swimming, swimming. So it was 
the, the weather made a big difference in your life if you came from the Midwest. And Thomas? I was going to say that um, uh, my theory is some of the best family vacations started in the Midwest. Because with the snow in the wintertime, uh, you know, the great American road trip, you have so many people coming out of the Midwest, not just because of the cars, but because of the weather, you know, as far as uh, the driving vacation developing. I mean, I always wondered, yeah. uh, watching Happy Days, there was never really an episode that showed the Cunninghams taking, a, you know, a family road trip. And I always wondered where the Cunninghams would go. You know, if, if they uh, went on a road trip, would they drive south like our family did? You know, would they drive out to Yellowstone or Disneyland or where would the Cunninghams go? Because I think that that's really a part of Midwestern living, um, you know, to take a family road trip and drive to another place in yeah. the country. Well, you know, we did we did go on location one time and that was when we were in Milwaukee and and we went I don't know. We went out to one of the lakes, I guess, and that was and that was fun because we had the fawns. We had trouble with the fawns in the lake, yeah, because he was doing a little surfboarding, you know, on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was and that was the show that was called Jump the Shark. So okay, yes, we got that, that the fawns pre- jumping <laughs> the shark, yeah. and that created a phrase that lives on. <laughs> Yeah, Excellent. Right. Marion Ross, I wish we had another half hour to talk. You're a joy. You're a treasure. You are a national icon. And we're so happy that we <laughs> had the chance to speak with you today. Well, thank you so much, darling. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you. I hope we get a chance to talk again. Marion Ross, right. everybody. Hey, Mrs. C. We were so happy to have her with us today. And I wanted to say thanks to Thomas. Rep, we're really looking forward to the next issue of American Road Magazine. What's the theme, Thomas? For the summer issue that's on press right now, just coming off press, or for our autumn issue? Which one do you want? Um, how about both? Uh, summer issue is Comedy Tonight. Ooh, and nice. We take, we take a look at uh, classic comedy road films. We take a look at the uh, travelogue that the Three Stooges developed as one of their last projects. It was for television. It was called Kook's Tour. Uh, and the autumn issue is going to be all about lighthouses. Oh, fantastic. For some well, reason, I was reading some Virginia Woolf, and that to the lighthouse just stuck in my head. And I said, you know, we've never done an, a full issue on lighthouses. Let's do a full issue on lighthouses and really cover the subject. Beautiful. Well, thanks for joining us today as well, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.